Hey everyone, it's your host Khalil Green and welcome to the Almighty Show. Now I know you're thinking, you know, am I tripping? Am I seeing double? You know, two episodes in one week is crazy. It's very outrageous, especially for someone like me. Um, but it is a special occasion in my eyes. And that's because today is game one of the finals. And if you know me, you know I love basketball. I love everything about the NBA. So I mean I might as well give you my thoughts on what's going to happen um this year has been nothing short of amazing in my eyes um amazing storylines some really it was really balanced like the league was balanced for the first time in a while and you know it's just something fun to watch something exciting for real for real and these playoffs has been nothing short of spectacular also you know it's the nba where amazing happens you know that's the slogan for a reason um but in the regular season, we've seen a whole bunch of pretty solid teams, pretty decent teams uh, make great runs. I mean, for example, we finally seen the Chicago Bulls finally be in playoff contention. And it's been a while since that has happened. I know the city of Chicago really loved their team. I really loved their team. They had such an amazing team uh, with Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, uh, who else? Who else? Kobe White, Nikolai Vucevic. It was a solid team overall. Um, they had a bunch of high flyers. Alex Caruso. How do I forget the GOAT? Um, Alex Caruso. They had a whole, whole bunch of defensive-minded uh, players. Some high flyers. Someone who could dunk right over you. And it was just fun to watch them play. It's such an a shame. Uh, it's such a shame that they uh, that Lionel Ball ended up getting injured and just you know derailed the whole team I feel like Lonzo Ball is the key piece to making the Bulls who we knew them as at the start of the season so you know it was pretty sad when they end up uh, going to the playoffs without Lonzo Ball because of his torn ACL if I remember correctly but besides the Bulls we've seen a whole bunch of teams in the East be amazing I mean We've seen the Nets go crazy right before KD got injured and they hit that that fall off. They just fell off the cliff once he got injured. Um, We've seen 76ers. We've seen an MVP-like year from Joel Embiid. And in my eyes, he got snubbed twice. Once with the All-NBA first team. He shouldn't be on the second team. He should definitely be All-NBA first team. And for the MVP, I honestly feel like that Joel Embiid deserved the MVP not only because of the scoring title, which was the first since Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal was the last center to lead the league in points. That's got to mean something. But, I mean, not even just looking at the points per game or the rebound per game. If you just look at the eye test, he's clearly better, to, in my eyes, and to a lot of basketball-minded people's eyes, he's clearly better than Nikolai Jokic. Um... Uh, Nikola Jokic, I keep saying Nikola, I don't know why. Nikola Jokic, um, props to him though. I mean, he deserves MVP, I guess. Uh, advanced stats people, uh, they, you know, have their stats for why he should be the MVP, the back-to-back MVP at that. But you know, more power to them, I guess. Um, but yeah, you be seeing Joel Embiid carry the 76ers while Ben Simmons. You know, and that whole saga was going on. And eventually, until they traded for James Harden, which 
I honestly felt like at the time it was a low key, even, you know, weighed out uh, trade, even though I felt like the 76ers should not have gave up Seth Curry. But um, it was a pretty even and fair trade. I feel like both players got what they wanted. Ben Simmons did not want to be in uh, Philadelphia. James Harden was tired of Brooklyn. And, you know, like James Harden said, that was his first destination anyway. So um, hopefully James Harden don't have a disappointing year next year. I mean, it was kind of a lackluster year for James Harden. Um, he was too passive, too too much of a playmaker. And we need more of that scorer, that, you know, elite killer that we know James Harden to be. You know, so hopefully next year they got what it takes. Um, who else from the East? We've seen the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks always gonna go crazy. Um, Giannis, an all-time great already. In my eyes, top 25 already of all time. Um, he led the Bucks to third seed in the East. And I feel like for the first time in a very long time, the East was better than the West. So that's something, you know. But uh Giannis being the best player on the planet as of right now, uh, leading his team to the third seed. Uh, who else? Miami had an amazing defensive team. Had such an amazing season. Uh, running through everybody <laughs> in the league. Uh, they deserved first seed. I'm not going to lie. They had the number one defensive team, but they didn't have the offensive power to combat the Celtics. And that's who I'm you know, speaking of the Celtics, those guys really turned it around. And I knew that having a new coach was going to have its trials and tribulations, uh, you know, from the beginning half of the season. They just couldn't, you know, couldn't get it together. And that's okay because I knew they were trying to get acclimated, trying to get accustomed to the new coaching system or whatnot of Ime Udoka. And, you know, he's been an amazing coach so far. Um, I don't know if he won coach of the year. I, I think he should have, but I don't think he won it. But um, seeing them go from a sub-500 team in January to being in the finals is crazy. JT, JB, Marcus Smart put the team on their back. Uh, they were such a well-rounded team. Everybody had their roles. Everybody did their job to the highest of levels. And I'm very happy that it's finally working out for JT and the Celtics because they've been so close so many times. I mean, 2018, they just ran into a god mode LeBron. 2020, they uh, just ran into the heat. <laughs> it was such a great series in a bubble. That was such a great series. But, you know, Heat won at six. And then this year, um, beating the Heat, you know, to get to the finals is very crazy. Um, I honestly loved the uh, the championship route that the Celtics had to take because I seen a stat uh, off of Instagram, off of uh, ESPN, where the Celtics have beaten the last three teams to that, like, eliminated them from the playoffs in the last three years, they beat all three teams to make it to the finals. And that is like, life just imitates art. You know, that's so poetic. That is so cold in my eyes. Um, being able to overcome all your objections 
to finally make it to you know the last the final destination pretty cold in my eyes pretty cold so props off to jt jb fucking smart and the rest of the celtics roster al horford been playing out of his mind lately i ain't gonna figure his old ass <laughs> that man is nothing but bones he's so stiff it's hilarious but he's been playing out of his mind it's so funny but on the west we got uh, we had a pretty solid uh, pretty solid year for the west i'm not gonna lie I'm low-key kind of mad. I'm a little biased, you know, as a LeBron fan and a Clippers fan. I don't even don't even get me started. I know. Um, it was a rough year for me. So, you know, LeBron not making the playoffs. Lakers not making the playoffs. Russell Westbrook, my second favorite player, right behind LeBron. And they just had an off year. And it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie. I'm thinking that Russell Westbrook gonna turn up. You know, he he ended up doing that at the end of the year, but it was a little too late for him, you know. So, hopefully next year the Lakers got what it takes because uh, this year was just a disappointment. I'm not going to lie. They had a lot of star talent. They had a decent coach. Um, my only problem is even though the coach was decent, they just didn't run the right rotations. I feel like Russell Westbrook should have been – running with the second unit. He he could have still been starting, but he should have ran with the second unit because he's a floor raiser. I feel like that's two different superstars. We got floor raisers and we got ceiling raisers. Floor raisers are people who elevate everybody around them. They could be like the people from the YMCA. You're going to find, you know, a way to win with people from the YMCA. You know, and then you got ceiling raisers. You know, people like Draymond Green. By himself, he's shitty i'm not gonna lie he's shitty he's not good for anything besides defense you know you can't rely on him offensively at all whatsoever barely even rebounding but um when you put him on a team with other great players he just add that much you know to the game and that just perfectly encapsulates encapsulates uh who draymond green is he's a ceiling raiser lebron in my eyes is both I feel like if you put LeBron on a team full of star players, he's going to play amazing, raise the potential. But if you put him on a team of bombs, he's going to find a way to win. And, you know, that's what makes him so great. But, you know, back to what I was saying. Russell Westbrook should have been with the second unit because he's a ceiling raiser. He has to be the best player on the floor, um, which can be bad and good, you know, depending on how you look at it. But hopefully with their next coach, uh, Darwin Ham. I don't know much about him, but, you know, he's, people say he's a decent coach. So, you know, let's see what he do. He's been an assistant coach for the Bucks. The Bucks have been seeing nothing but great success, great seasons since he's joined. I think he joined 2018. The same year Giannis took that big leap. So I'm excited to see what he do. Um, for the Clippers, on the other hand, it was hard because PG, Kawhi was out for the year. PG was out for the majority of the year and we have a solid unit even though though we didn't have those guys I feel like it's a blessing in disguise because we sort of found you know our identity we let our young guys like Trey Mann grow um as a team they became more gelled they know what it you know takes to not rely on a superstar you know to get them to the promised land but you know, just making it to the play-in, you know, without our two best players is, you know, it's an accomplishment in itself. Even though we didn't win, we don't really play for, you know, 
for participation ribbon, so it don't even matter in my eyes. But, you know, PG came back tearing the league up. Oh, my goodness, we missed him so much. And I just can't wait for Kawhi to come back because it's only going to be up. It's only going to be up. But the most exciting team and the most disappointing team is the Suns. Um, well, I can't even say they're the most exciting. I'll get to the most exciting next. But the Phoenix Suns, they had such a great regular season. And I was very worried that they were going to be just that, a great regular season team. We've seen that constantly throughout the NBA. I mean, 2015, we've seen it with the Hawks, you know. Um, we've seen it again 20, 2006 with the Suns, you know, 61 wins. So you, we, it's not an anomaly that the most winningest team gets eliminated a little early in the playoffs. You know, it happens uh, all the time, for real. So the fact that it happened to the Suns, even though they just made the finals, very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. Um, that game seven collapse is a collapse night like no other. Um, I was very distraught. <laughs> I all the disappointment words, like disappointing words you can find in the dictionary, that's what I was. And they were just such a well-rounded team. And just to go out like that, to not play DeAndre Aiden, oh, man, that's just that's shitty. I'm not going to lie. It's real shitty. But the Memphis Grizzlies had an exciting season with and without John Morant. It's sort of like the Patrick Ewing effect. <laughs> Even though Patrick Ewing was by far the greatest player on the Knicks, the Knicks were still a great team without him. And that's exactly what happened with John Morant and the Grizzlies, you know. John Morant is by far the best player on the Grizzlies. But they was a more solid, cohesive team when he wasn't on the floor, which is amazing. And they were another group of defensive, athletic, young guys who, you know, were go-getters. And it just made every game exciting, you know, to watch them. And uh, they had a great uh, playoff run, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's the second year being in the playoffs. They was just in the play-ins last year. So it's only up for them, you know. And another thing that I worry about for them is for the last two years, for the last three years since John been, um been drafted, they've been looked at as underdogs. So this year coming up, I wonder how their mentality is going to be affected, knowing that they are the ones being hunted now. You know, even though they are a group of young guys, they're not the underdogs anymore. They have expectations. And so you can't be surprised by people with expectations now. You know what I'm saying? And so how are they going to live up to that? The world may never know. We'll see um, coming up next year. But I really did like the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies this year. And yeah, Um, even though they weren't a match for the Warriors, I don't think no one's a match for the Warriors. (laughs) They had a good year. They had a really good year. Um, I'm very. I was very happy to see Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves make the playoffs. Even though it was against my Clippers, it is what it is. I'm just happy that the young guy was able to uh, get his team to the playoffs. You know, that's pretty solid. That's pretty hard. He's a great leader. He's a natural born leader in my eyes. Um, you can see it on the court. You can see his effect on the players around him. And you can see by, like, how the teammates talk about him. You know, they view him as a leader, and that's amazing. 
Uh, so seeing them and that uh, Grizzlies first round matchup was crazy. It was electric. Two young teams going at it. It was a dogfight, and I loved every second of it because despite the scores, the series was low-key closer than what it really should have been. Um, the Timberwolves could have easily won that series if they didn't blow multiple 20-point leads, some in the same game, but that's another conversation for another time. Um, the Denver Nuggets, the, uh, Nikola Jokic did very well lifting his team. He's another guy I feel like is a floor raiser and a ceiling raiser. Um, playing The Nuggets playing without two of the three best players and MPJ and Jamal Murray. Um, but Nikola Jokic, he found a way. Uh, even though I thought Joel Embiid should have won MVP, I understood why um, Jokic won. You know, he did what he had to do to lift that team to the 60. And... You know, nobody really expected much out of them. You know, he was the whole offense, for real, for real. So, they relied heavily on him, and he did all he could to, you know, push the team to the most success as possible. And, you know, you got to do nothing but commend that. So, that was pretty nice. Another reason why this season was pretty amazing was the comeback of the Warriors. And as a Clippers fan, that hurts to say. But as a basketball fan... It was good. It was amazing seeing Clay back. I know he was fired up after not being on the top 75 um, all-time list. And, you know, that just sparked a fire under him. It was amazing. Um, the Warriors, they haven't been in the playoffs for the last two years, two, three years. And so I, I told people, you know, that three-year window, it was their shot to win as many championships as possible because – I knew the Warriors was coming back. I just didn't know when. They were coming back, though. You know, they kept dealing with injuries. But, you know, the Warriors is an amazing organization. I will give tip my hat off to them when it comes to drafting and developing their players. Uh, they are very well, are very good at doing that. Um, and you can see that with James Wiseman, uh, Wiseman Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Jordan Poole, and, I mean, the big three, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So, you know, the Warriors built another cohesive team. <laughs> Somehow, some way, they built another amazing team. And they've been on fire since the playoffs started. And even though I don't think they went through the toughest of competition in the West, you know, they still made it to the play uh, to the finals for a reason, you know. And I can't even knock that hustle. So, you know, congrats to the Warriors, the Warrior bandwagon. I mean, fans. Um <laughs> You guys, you guys did it. You guys in another finals. That's pretty hard. Now, the playoffs were pretty cool, though. Um, the most exciting series in my eyes was all the Celtics series. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Every single series the Celtics was in was cold as hell. And that's why I honestly appreciate the Celtics more, even though, you know, that's the ops, you know, because I'm a LeBron fan and, you know, Clippers fan and whatnot. Seeing JT, you know, a guy from St. Louis, light the league up like this, it's been amazing, you know. Just rooting for the hometown hero, for real. And they really are battle-tested. I mean, they swept the Brooklyn Nets. Like, 
keep in mind, I get it. The Brooklyn Nets were a seventh seed, but that seed is not, that's not a real seed because for a majority of the year, Kyrie playing half the games. KD, when KD was playing, before he got injured, they were like the third seed in the East. But when he got injured, that's when they started falling off the cliff. And when he came back, they finally somehow, some way, crawled to the playoffs. But still, um, yeah, they are, they were a better team than what the seed indicated that they were. And they were able to lock down the two best scores. Or can't even say the two best. The most skilled scores ever. The most skilled dynamic duo ever. You can fight with me. You can fight with your mama. Talk to a big wall. I don't care. They locked down the two most skilled duo ever. And swept them in four. Which was crazy. Four. They didn't get a game off. I was like, okay. Once I, after the uh, series, I was like, okay, they are nothing to mess with. I see. So after that, you know, swept the nets. Oh, and by the way, the the each game was actually hella close. Like, don't let the sweep fool you. Each game could have went either way. To be honest, to be very honest, especially game one, Kyrie put up thirty nine, almost forty. KD had a terrible game. He only had sixteen, but they was doubling. They had an amazing defensive strategy against KD. So you know, props off to the coach. But right after that series, they had to deal with the defending champs, the reigning champs, and Giannis. Giannis, the best player on the planet right now. I don't care what you say, who you think is better than him. He's the best player. They went to an amazing hard-fought seven games with with them. And that series could have went any, either way. Either. Uh, also, uh, we've seen every single scenario play out. In each single game, we've seen blowouts. Uh, in favor of the Bucks, in favor of the Celtics, we've seen close games. In favor of the Bucks, in favor of the Celtics, we've seen great offensive and defensive games from the Bucks and from the Celtics. It was literally down to Game Seven. Nobody knew who was finna win, but everybody said whoever wins this series is going to the finals. I said if the Celtics win this series, they're going to the finals also. And Game Seven, they blew out Giannis. Giannis had a terrible game. Bucks had a terrible game. Celtics came out on top. Then they go against the Heat, the number one defensive team in the league. Like the Bucks series, you know, it went to seven. Great defensive game. You know, every single scenario played out. You know, blowout from the Celtics from the Heat. Close game won by the Celtics. Won by the Heat. Great offensive game from the Heat. From the well, I can't even say from the Heat. From Jimmy Butler or from the Celtics. Literally, it, it, every single scenario played out, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought Boston had the best shot to go against Golden State. I did not want the Miami Heat to win solely because Golden State was going to shut that down. And Miami Heat went to the finals. Golden State was a lot to win the finals. I'm like, I'm not even. Don't even ask me. You can ask the basketball gurus, the basketball guys. Golden State was going to shut Jimmy Butler down, and that was going to be the rest of the heat. Like, if Jimmy Butler is done, so is the heat. You know what I'm saying? And Celtics proved that. So, um, I was very happy that they won game seven. It was a very close game, especially down to the wire. Like, 
towards the end of the fourth, it was I was having a panic attack. <laughs> but um, Celtics pulled it off, and they ended up going to the finals. Now on the, over on the West, um, Warriors, Grizzlies. I said Warriors and Grizzlies. Um, Timberwolves, Grizzlies had an amazing electrifying game, uh, six game series. Like I said, it could have gone either way with Grizzlies coming out on top. Um, the Suns struggled a, a tad bit against the, the Pelicans, but you know, Devin Booker was missing for like two of those games, so it was understandable. But still, you can't be losing to the last player and see, you know, and you're the number one team in the league, you know what I'm saying? Even if your second best player is out. But, you know, it is what it is. Mavs blew the uh blew the Jazz out the water. It wasn't even a contest. Um that Mavs and Suns series, I honestly thought the Suns was gonna pull it off. I expected the Suns to go against the Warriors in the finals. I mean in the uh, Western Conference finals. But we know Luca had other plans and you know props to Luca. He is setting the league on fire like the Clippers, we were literally the only team to contain Luka. Like, we're the reason he hasn't advanced or won a playoff series. You know, because every year he went against us, and he just went ballistic on us every time. Like, I still have nightmares of um, that game when a step back on the Black Lives Matter logo. <laughs> he had in a bu- uh, the bubble against us. That was low-key racist. I don't care what nobody say. That was racist. It had to be. But, you know, Luka, he was turning up on the league and we were able to shut him down somehow some way but since we ain't make the playoffs you know he's just been running running wild on everybody else in the um in the playoffs and we see that against the Suns they couldn't contain him they tried to but they couldn't you know they tried to pick him out in the on defense but Jason Kidd being a good coach that he is he figured that out um the Warriors like I said Honestly, honestly, can't even say that um, they had a tough, a tough uh, road to the finals for real, for real. I feel like their biggest challenger was the Grizzlies, <laughs> and the Grizzlies barely stood a chance. So they they beat the one man team in the Nuggets. They ended up. Um, Going to six with the Grizzlies, which was cool. I mean, Ja wasn't there for three of the games. I believe Devin White wasn't there for... No, Dylan Brooks wasn't there for, like, two of the games. But, you know, it is what it is. They wasn't going to win anyway. I don't know why people thought the Grizzlies was going to beat the Warriors. Come on now. <laughs> let's let's be real. But, um, and then, you know, beat the one-man army again with Luka and the Mavs. You know, they made it to the finals. You know, they're a very great team. Do not get me wrong. Jordan Poole, he's playing. You know, he's stepping up in the limelight. He's shining bright. And that's amazing. Now, in these finals, I don't have a definite guess on who's going to win. It could go either way in my eyes. But honestly, I say Celtics in six. And that's only because Celtics has been this far multiple times they are very hungry they honestly they said they felt like they could have beat Golden State back in 2018 and honestly I thought they could have well a lot they had KD but I thought they could have you know held their own but they kept running into obstacles you know they're all grown now they all you know mastered their game they're all hitting their prom and 
you know, I just feel like JT just got that dog in him. <laughs> but no, um, I honestly feel like it's just destined at this point. They battle tested. They've been battle tested. Like literally, they have crawled to the finals. Like beating all three teams that have eliminated you in the past three years to go against a team you should have faced four years ago. You know, it's nothing. Nothing more poetic than that. Um, I feel like the Celtics have a deeper roster. They have like they got the depth. They got the length. They got, you know, if go to state want to run small ball, they can run small ball with the go to state warriors. If they want to go big, they can go big with the go to state warriors. They got uh, a decent amount of defenders to be able to guard against their three best players. And I can't say the same for the warriors. The warriors got amazing, great team defense, uh, team defense, but so does the Celtics. And I feel like the Celtics, they just have what it takes to be honest. Um, I can't I can't necessarily say what it is that's gonna put them over the top. But that's my prediction. I got Celtics on six. You know, what do you guys say? You know, leave them on my Instagram comments at the Almighty Show. You know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Almighty Show. <laughs> All that. But game game one tonight. We'll see what's happening. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to win tonight. I can't say. You know, I just got something to say. But thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Khalil Green. And this is the Almighty Show. See you next time. <laughs>